All You Need to Know, the Bloomberg Quint podcast that prepares you for the day's business. Good morning and thanks for listening in. This is the Daily Morning Update from Bloomberg Quint and I'm Alex Matthew. Today is the 12th of November. In the top news, the Reserve Bank of India has projected that the Indian economy likely slipped into a technical recession in the second quarter of the current financial year as the GDP contracted for a second straight quarter. The good news is that the extent of contraction in the July to September period was much lower than that in April to June, according to the data. The GDP is estimated to have contracted by 8.6% during the quarter ended September after a contraction of 23.9% in the April to June quarter, according to an economic activity index constructed by the Reserve Bank of India using 27 high-frequency indicators. These indicators range from the IIP and auto sales to the JobSpeak Index, US industrial production and US payrolls. In other updates from the central bank, we now know that household savings went up by quite a bit in the April to June quarter as the virus hit and fears of a prolonged decline in economic activity and economic growth sank in. While indications of those higher savings were visible in the increased demand for currency, high deposit growth and inflows into insurance products, the extent of the jump in household savings is larger than most would have expected. Initial estimates published by the Reserve Bank of India's monthly bulletin suggest that household financial savings rose to 21.4% of GDP in the first quarter of the financial year. That compares with 10% in the fourth quarter of FY20. The RBI has also revised its estimate of household financial savings for the last financial year to 8.3% of GDP from the earlier estimated 7.7%. The central bank has cautioned though that the estimates are preliminary and may be revised down the line. Now, this happened as markets were closing so you may not have had a chance to go through it entirely the indian government has approved an incentive program worth 1.46 lakh crore rupees to attract companies to set up manufacturing units here according to finance minister nirmala sitaraman the government will offer production linked incentives to 10 sectors including automobiles solar panels and specialty steel makers for a period of five years. Textile units, food processing plants and specialized pharmaceutical product makers are also eligible for the incentives. In the major developing story that we've been tracking for you, senior advocate Gopal Subramaniam, arguing on behalf of Amazon.com in the Delhi High Court, said that the company cannot be restrained from approaching statutory authorities against the deal between Kishore Biani's Future Group and Mukesh Ambani's Reliance Industries. During the hearing, Subramaniam said that as per the 2019 agreements between Future Retail and Amazon, the sale of retail assets, particularly to a restricted person, required prior written consent of both Future Coupons and Amazon. Future Retail, the lawyer said, couldn't produce such consent from either during the emergency arbitration proceedings. In international news, U.S. National Security Advisor Robert O'Brien has said that China's latest clampdown in Hong Kong shows that the 
one country, two systems agreement or arrangement for the territory amounts to a fig leaf for dictatorship and warned of new sanctions. The warning came after China's top legislative body yesterday passed a resolution allowing for the disqualification of any Hong Kong lawmakers who were not deemed sufficiently loyal. Chief Executive Carrie Lam's government immediately banished four legislators, prompting the remaining 15 in the 70-seat Legislative Council to resign together just hours later at a joint press briefing. In international markets, U.S. stocks have ended mixed yet again. The Dow ended flat while the S&P 500 climbed about 0.8%. The tech-heavy Nasdaq has climbed a further 2%. And two of the three early rises in the Asia-Pacific region were trading lower, last I checked. With that, it's over to Hormuz Fatakia for the trade setup for the day in India. Morning Hormuz, how are we looking at the start today? Good morning to you, Alex, and to those tuning in as well. While the Sensex and the Nifty continue to make new records, it is the Nifty Bank that continues to grab eyeballs. The index is up 5,000 points in the last eight sessions. It has gained 20% for this month. And the last time the index had such returns over such a short period of time was back in May 2009, when it gained 32% between the 15th to the 19th of May. However, despite this breathtaking rally, the index is still 3,500 points away from its record high. So let's get to specific stocks for the weekly options expiry session. I'll first take you through the nifty earnings reported after market hours on Wednesday. Coal India's revenue rose 4% compared to last year owing to higher offtake during the quarter. The operational performance was ahead of analyst expectations. However, unlike its other PSU peers, it has not announced a share buyback but declared an interim dividend of 7.5 rupees a share. Shri Cement's results surpassed analyst estimates for the September quarter. Volume growth stood at 16% from last year, while power and fuel costs as a percentage of sales fell to 15.7% from 21.5% last year. The company reported an EBITDA per tonne of 1,513 rupees. Power Grid's net profit was boosted by a 67% jump in its other income. Other parameters like revenue and EBITDA were below consensus estimates. Some broader market earnings now, Aurobindo Pharma reported its highest revenue and EBITDA performance in at least two years. The company's US business grew 12% from last year and now contributes to 49% of the overall revenue. Other businesses like Growth Markets, Europe and API too saw growth as compared to last year. National Aluminium Company or NALCO returned to profitability in the September quarter led by a near threefold jump in aluminium exports. The company exported over 58,000 metric tons of aluminium as compared to just over 16,000 metric tons last year. The company's revenue, though flat year on year, saw a growth of 72% from the first quarter of FY21. Some other earnings reactions that you should watch out for include SpiceJet where the net loss narrowed as compared to last year while margins saw an expansion, Indraprastha Gas where revenue and profit declined year on year, volumes were down 16% to 5.5 MMS CMD and realizations falling 8% from last year to 25 rupees per standard cubic meter. Metropolis Healthcare, where the numbers surpassed estimates by a distance with a 40% growth in profit and 29% growth in top line as compared to last year. The company said that it will continue to look out for potential mergers and acquisitions in the second half of FY21.
Aisha Motors and Grassum will be the two nifty names reporting results today. Non-index names coming off with numbers include Power Finance Corporation, Avanti Feeds, Cochin Shipyard, HEG, IRCTC, Mahanagar Gas, Musgaon Dock Shipbuilders, Sun TV, Phoenix Mills, Engineers India and Page Industries. Remember, Engineers India will be considering a share buyback today, while Page Industries will consider an interim dividend at their respective board meetings. Aside of earnings, Apollo Hospitals has approved raising 1500 crore rupees through a preferential issue or a QIP or any other capital raising method. Watch out for GOCL Corporation as its UK arm HGHL Holdings has declared a dividend of $4 million to the company. And NBCC's board has approved the closure of its Gulf arm and also approved the liquidation of its wholly owned arm NBCC Engineering and Consultancy. Early takes on the SGX Nifty showed that the index traded 50 points lower, around the mark of 12,750. More details on all of these stocks in our all-you-need-to-know copy on BloombergQuint.com. With that, I wish you a safe day ahead and it's back to you, Alex. Thanks, Armas. And as always, thank you all for listening in. That's all we have for you in this podcast. But as always, there's a lot more on the website, BloombergQuint.com. So don't forget to check it out. This is Alex Matthews signing off. Have a great day. I hope you enjoyed listening to All You Need to Know. Did you know that you can listen to this show on the IBM Podcast app? On the IBM Podcast app, along with this, we have a number of other shows which you think you'll enjoy. Listen to Cyrus Says with Cyrus Brocha as the host. Listen to Pesa Vesa with Anupam Gupta. The Scene and the Unseen with Amit Varma. Or Shunya One hosted by Shiladiti Mukhopadhyay and myself. Check out the IBM Podcast app to get more talk content that you will enjoy.